Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome to Empath. How to get started with journaling. October is National Journaling Month, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. Journaling honestly changed my life. I've been doing it now for the best part of a decade, sometimes fair weather journaling, and then finally evolving into a practice about five or six years ago. And the reasons that journaling really works for me is because it helps me mentally, it helps me emotionally. It helps me look back at phases in my life, things I've been through. When I'm looking at astrology transits, I'm able to go back to previous transits and see how that was affecting my life at the time, even before I was even practicing any astrology. It helps me from a mental and emotional benefit more than I can even express. However, for the purpose of empaths today, one of the things that I really want to touch on is how it helped me creatively with my ideas. And I can honestly say that every idea that you see that exists in my business that's here in the real 3D for you in front of you, that all came from my journal initially. Empress was in the journal before anything else. Empress was like a real seed of an idea for about four years before it actually came into being. And during those four years, it sort of, I dipped in and out of it. The concepts came and they went and they came and they went like waves. And this is what eventually became Empress. I put it all together, the things I was learning, the things I wanted to touch on, the things I wanted to cover. That I knew I wanted a community space. I knew that I wanted it to have certain elements. I knew it, well, I wanted it to include every facet of my courses and things like the journaling element, things like the sparking element, etc. all the things from my business. And again, all of these things, my journaling course, ironically, started in my journal. Audacity started in my journal from this unrest, this upset at the marketing copywriting industry and the way that people were just writing and sounding the same. I feel like there's a lot of identikit copy out there. And most people sound the same, they look the same, they rip off each other's content and they just sound average to me. And I wanted people to be audacious. I wanted people to say, this is who I am. This is what I am. And to come as they are in all of their color and all of their candor. And that was really important to me. And it was through my little journaling rants (laughs) that I suddenly realized all the sort of copywriting courses out there were helping people write in a certain way. They were contributing to the problem, in my opinion, helping them sound a certain way, look a certain way, teaching them a formula. A plus B equals C for copywriting. How to get sales by sounding like this. How to sound like me. And I just thought, no, how to sound like you. And this started in my journal. This was really sort of a a little meltdown in my journal that ended up becoming the narrative for audacity, for how to create courageous content, how to stand out and, you know, Show who you are in your industry rather than sound the same. So all of my courses from Audacity, from the Scribe sessions, from Class Copy, these all came out of my journal. So for example, Class Copy, I recorded during lockdown, lockdown one. I committed to doing videos every day during that first lockdown. 
And in my journal, I was writing about this, writing about the feeling of hating being on video and of showing my face and all the things I now help other people with. I, I've been there too, and I went through that as well. And I was writing about it and learning from it and adapting to it and taking what I learned. And the experience of writing that in my journal daily was phenomenal to follow from someone that would never be on camera to somebody that I know I'm on camera all the time. I literally don't give it a second thought. I'm constantly on camera. And that's sort of the evolution. And like you can see it in my journal. You can see the evolution of never being on camera, hating showing my face, to suddenly being on camera constantly and really witnessing the change it made for me in my business. And that's probably a whole different podcast episode. But what I'm saying is, my journal has tracked my highs, it's tracked my lows, it's tracked some of the toughest times in my life. It has helped me emotionally, it's helped me mentally, it's helped me creatively in a way that I cannot even express. I always joke that my journal knows my next move before I do, and it's so true. Because I'm writing from a sort of subliminal state. I'm literally writing in the zone, in the flow of things. And so I'm not consciously thinking before I write. It's not like I'm writing copy. I'm writing, you know, from, from my subconscious, from my emotional self rather than my rational self. And that's what makes journaling so magical. You're sort of writing before thinking, if that makes sense. And sometimes it's the things we don't think about, which is where the magic is. So today I just wanted to talk quickly about how to get started with journaling. If you haven't got a journaling practice, and practice is the key word here because, you know, a lot of people journal and then they kind of don't, or they journal when things are good, or they only journal when things are bad, which is, by the way, much more common. I know so many people that their journals are just full of the bad stuff, but they don't journal the good stuff, or they don't show the nuances of their days, their months, their weeks, etc. What started for me as like a regular new moon practice and a regular full moon practice has gone on to become a daily practice. And it's kind of non-negotiable pretty much. I mean, if I'm sick, I won't journal. But um, I mean, I have to be pretty sick not to journal. But generally, I journal every day. You know, if I'm abroad, I'm journaling. Not that I've been abroad in years, but I was journaling when I was abroad. If I've got meetings, I always make time for journaling. I make time for my morning routine, no matter what happens. And if for any reason something did happen and I really couldn't make that journaling session in the morning, let's say my child is sick because this has happened multiple times, um, I will journal in the evening. I will find space. There will always be space. There will always be time to nurture and nourish my mind and that seed of creativity because I know that if I only do one thing, if I only show up for one thing in my day, journaling has to be that one thing because that is where the results are. That is how my business is where it is. Honestly, I credit journaling for a lot of the stuff you see before you. So here's some tips on how to get started with journaling. First of all, get a designated journal. I know this just sounds like an excuse to buy something, but it's really important that you're, you've got a space, a dedicated space to write in, rather than writing in the same notebook you've got your shopping list in, or the same notebook you've got your client work in. I want you to have a dedicated notebook that is for nothing else but your journaling. Bonus points if you make it a journal that you love to look at, where you love to touch or you love to feel. Get one where you love the cover or you love the smell or you love the print. Or like for me, I don't write in a hardback book. I have a real problem with hardback books. Annoyingly, people always buy them for me, which by the way, if you've bought me one, I'm very, very grateful and I do find a use for it. But 
with my journal, it needs to be bendy, it needs to be flexible, it needs to be malleable. It's, it's a really important part of my journal. And that's the thing. It's lovely to get people gifts, notebook gifts, and I'm very grateful for all the gifts that I've had. My husband's first ever gift to me was a notebook, and um, and I kind of knew that I was going to marry him then because, I mean, he knew me well enough after two or three months to buy me a notebook. However, notebooks are really personal, and I feel like when it comes to your journal, of all things, you kind of need to bond with it, even though that sounds absolutely insane. You know, my journal knows more about me than anybody. And so I think it's really important to have that connection with your notebook, to touch it yourself, to feel it yourself, to go shopping for it yourself and make it an experience because, you know, journal shopping is the best kind of shopping. Number two, make it regular. You decide on the frequency. It's totally up to you. Obviously, I'm going to tell you to do it daily because daily has impacted me. But guys, it took me a really long time to get to a daily practice. There was a whole lot of dipping in, dipping out, forgetting. I've left it for months at a time and then come back to it. It's taken me a long time to get to daily. So I would rather you showed up to it and committed to it and kept it going than showed up daily and then burnt out and then disappeared and never came back to the journal. I mean, I have a whole course on journaling called The Scribe Sessions and it's been created for this reason, to get people into a daily practice because I know how easy it is to drop the ball when it comes to this. But If you can only commit to once a week, I would rather you did that as long as you're showing up and you're creating that space. I would ideally like you to write it in your diary, to say every Monday evening I'm journaling or three times a week I'm journaling or twice a week or daily at 5pm or whatever it takes. Number three, find what works for you. So for example, you might want to journal for a certain time, e.g. 10 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, or you might want to do certain pages, you know, morning pages, three pages or five pages. I mean, I don't really like the pages thing because I just don't like that restriction. I don't like to think I've got to fill three pages. Some days I don't have three pages in me. Some days I've got 33 pages in me. Do you know what I mean? I don't like that restriction. And I think the more rules like that around it, the harder it is to really let your creativity come that will break free. Are you going to write freestyle? Are you going to give yourself a prompt? Or are you just going to free write? And it's totally up to you. Like for my journaling course, you have a prompt every day. But the main reason for that is so you can get into the zone, so you can have something to focus on, so you can train yourself to get used to journaling. Lots of people, when they start out and they're free writing, they don't know what to write. So the prompts can sometimes help. I mean, in Empress, I've got a combination of the two. I show up with a prompt and I show up and allow people to freestyle. And there's literally a combination of people that decide what they're going to do. So you could always combine the two. Number four, create a sanctuary for your scribe time. A scribe sanctuary is something I'm a massive advocate of. Somewhere that you go, a nice chair, a nice cushion, a nice blanket, a hot water bottle, a mug of coffee, a mug of hot chocolate, a candle, some incense, some aromatherapy, whatever it is that sets the scene for you. Daylight, sunset, you know, early morning light by the fire, whatever it is for you, but create a regular routine and a place that you can call your scribe sanctuary, somewhere that you can show up to make sure you're creating that sense of ritual around the writing. Number five, it's not about reading it back or judging it. You know, your journal is really personal. It's private and it's actually extremely powerful. So 
I don't want you to feel like you're reading it back or judging yourself or saying, oh, I better cross that out or, you know, my rule for customers that I get to my clients when I get them to journal is to just write it in one take and don't read it back. You can read it back afterwards. You can read it back in a week or a month or next year, but it's about the writing, not the reading it. It's about getting it out and processing your creative flow and, you know, that working that creative muscle rather than saying, oh, hang on a minute, has that got two T's or one T in it? You know, you need to get rid of that voice that's checking you and perfecting you and critiquing you because this isn't about them. It's not about your audience. It's not about your family. It's not about your friends. It's not about your boss. This is just about you and your time. No one else sees this except you. It's really private. It's really personal. And I think that you have to just write your way through everything. And sometimes you're going to write... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm thinking. You know, 70% of the things I write are absolute rubbish, but it's the 30% that has the magic in it. So you've got to get through the 70% to get to the 30%. I never judge myself. Sometimes I show up and literally, I literally write utter rubbish, but it's about the experience, the process, the discipline and the commitment to my creativity. And I feel better afterwards. And that's what it's about. It's about the doing rather than the reading afterwards. And lastly, number six is to trust the experience. You know, don't feel you have to you know, do things a certain way. Don't feel like you've got to do it every day or do it this way or do it that way or like be hard on yourself about it. You know, journaling is a long game. It's a long game. So the one thing I tell you not to do is don't give up. Keep it going. If you forget to journal and you forget and you drop the ball for like a month, I would rather you picked it back up, pick your pen back up and go back to your journal, then go, well, I didn't manage it, so I might as well quit. You're only journaling for yourself. You're not there to impress anyone. You're not there to compete against anyone. And no one needs to know what you're saying or how often you're doing it or what your writing rhythm or rituals are. However, if you can journal for a year, I promise you, you'll see a difference. My journaling course is a 30-day course and I get more messages and more emails and more contact on, and more Instagram messages from that course than any other. I've been sent journal entries. I've been sent voice notes of people crying and saying how incredible it was and how life-changing it was. And truly, guys, it really is. You know, this isn't about the course being amazing. This isn't about my advice or this podcast being amazing. This is me telling you that what's in you is incredible. You have the answers already to everything you need to know. Everything you need to know is within you. And journaling allows you to access that and unlock it. And that in itself is the most powerful thing you will ever, ever discover. If you are interested, guys, in my journaling course, it's called Describe Sessions. And I'm offering it for the rest of October at half price using the code EMPATH. So do check that out. You can get it for half price. It's a 30-day email course. Each day, you get an email with a prompt that will sort of guide you through your journaling practice. But guys, the last thing I want to finish with is an intention. We always finish the episode with an invitation to set an intention. So today, I would like you to just ask the question, where am I now? And do some journaling around that. Even if you haven't had a practice or you haven't got a practice or you've never picked up a journal in your life, now is the time to just say, where am I now? Where am I in my life? Where am I in my business? What do I want? Where am I going? Who am I? Put pen to paper and just see what comes out. And remember, no judgment, no second guessing, no reading it back, no rewriting anything. Just allow yourself to open up because that is the magic of journaling. 
And remember, whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart-centered creatives, the Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care and I'll be back next week.